welcome. This is Erica Glessing. You're joining me on the Erica Glessing Show, where you receive eight minutes of inspiration for entrepreneurs and lightworkers. And today, my guest is very inspirational. And we're actually getting together on the dawn of a, a pretty big, big life event for many, many people. I, I think of it myself as, I have to tell you, my guest is Molly Brandenburg. And Molly, I really think about it like, how do you stop a monster? I mean, that's what shows up for me. Yeah. So Molly just created the new book called, um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about it, Molly? Um, The book is called Letters from Bud, and it's a collection of letters that um, our father, John Brandenburg, his childhood nickname was Bud. um, He was in the U.S. Army Air Corps in Europe in 1944 and 1945. He was a flight navigator. And he was one of those men, uh, went to Europe and was on a flight crew. And he did 30 bombing missions over France and Germany, um, over Europe during the war. And um, he was a very uh, literary person, as was his mother and father. And he wrote uh, letters exactly at that time. He didn't wait um, so the his writing has a very fresh quality mm, to it, and his mother yeah. saved everything yeah. along with his diary, and she yeah. had them published once in a magazine after the war in 1947, and then they went into a bureau where they sat for decades until um, one of my brothers found them again. <laughs> you know, I I wanted to just <laughs> Molly, I wanted to just let the audience know that we're we very specifically chose to release this book on june 6th and we we really carefully looked at the book and uh, you know why was it important to remember what is the report you know what's important about you know a lot of new new age people would ever have a little bit of trouble thinking about history or thinking about war in general Mm -hmm. But and happy right. publishing kind of you know we had to look at it all. But why don't you tell me a little bit about the significance that you've come to see and and why we really wanted to release this book on June sixth? Well, June sixth was a day of it was called Operation Overlord, the invasion of the invasion of Normandy, France by the Allied forces um, to push back the Nazis. Uh, Adolf Hitler's regime was attempting to take over Europe had already uh, occupied France and was attacking, bombing England, uh, Poland. And the threat to Western democracy was enormous. And on June 6th, uh, the U.S. had joined in the, the Allied group to and decided we will push back against this beast. And it was a secret mission. Uh, the men involved did most of them didn't know until the the night before that in the morning they would be invading France and the decision was made we are going into France we're going to uh we're going to reestablish democracy in Europe and that day a lot of men died on that beach in France the it was an enormous effort and there were allied forces in the sky and in the water and on the ground and that day turned the tide of the war and there was a lot that had to be done over there. And the operation continued throughout the summer, but it, it was the day that, that really pushed back the Nazis and ultimately led to the Allies' uh, victory. 
You know, I wanted to just ask you as you as you Molly, as you got to know these stories so intimately, as you went through and added some historical notes and you know, really looked carefully through all of the battles. You you wrote at one point that your dad seemed to have nine lives. So tell us a yeah. little bit about letters from Bud and how he just he just seemed to narrowly miss death more than once. Yes, it, it was back and read the letters. Initially, I was just typing them up so that they would be saved, and then I I got so drawn into his story. It just seemed that this this needs to be a, a book that other people can can read. And two times, he and his crew, it was the, called the Colton Crew, with pilot Irving Colton. The men did mission after mission after mission. Then they would get a, a break to go on leave, and they, they loved to go to London. They went to London, had a great time, saw the shows, relaxed, came back. There, um, they were stationed just in the, it was called Pickingham, just north of London, came back, he said the Quonset huts were dark. Uh, all, all the planes had been shot down. Wow. Pretty much. And the, this unit he was in called the 492nd Bomb Group had one of the highest casualty rates of any group at all in the forces. Um, they, were, they were just obliterated. And he and his crew, two times, they went on leave, came back and discovered Almost everyone had been shot down. And then even at the end of that part of their service, they left the group. They'd done all their, their run of missions and then found out 27 out of 30 planes had been shot down in the last run after they'd left it. So he just kept narrowly missing wow. catastrophe and lived to tell the tale. And right. little did we know growing up that that, that is what he'd experienced. Well, in my last question to you, and I know an eight-minute podcast is almost impossible for this topic, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, like, you know, I know you have a niece, and I have some. I have a 16-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son. Uh, what can we say to the young people? What, what kinds of things showed up for you that you might, if you could just tell them anything um, of lessons learned, or, or do you know what I'm saying? Like, just takeaways from right. this whole experience of World War II and you know, history really came to life for you by doing this book. Yeah. Maybe just share with us yeah. like what you would say if you were speaking to a group of teens or something. Well, I, I think what it's shown me is that, you know, the, these are very young people doing this. You know, we think of World War II veterans as old people, but these were teenagers and people in their young 20s. And, you know, it was time to step up. And sometimes, you know, you're not ready. I'm not ready for that. Well, you get ready <laughs> um, because you have to, because people are dying. And, uh, you know, when something is really terrible, you got to be strong. You know, it's like somebody sees a car is going to hit a child. You jump in front of the car. I mean, you just do it. And they did it. Right. They did it. Wow, I just got chills. Like you had to have superhuman strength. You had to have superhuman strength. It's fascinating to read it. And he wrote in such detail about what was going on. And I I was struck by they came back from one mission, narrowly missed two planes crashed against each other on the runway right after they landed. You know, another near miss. You know, the next morning, get up and do it again. 
you know, you don't, and it was interesting. I think people were raised by people of that generation. They just know, you know, the way we have to clean our kitchen at my house, our dad trained us, not a dirty dish is left because he had to do his kitchen patrol. And one thing that they do teach them in the military is when you go to the lineup, you can't be late. You can't ever be late. And if you are late, you have to tell the sergeant, you know, why were you late? And the only answer is yes, sir, no excuse, sir. And some of that military training, you know, I mean, I'm a pacifist, you know, whatever, but <laughs> some of this, you know, I mean, I'm just, you know, all that, but some of it, it's like, you got to show up for people, especially when people are being killed. I mean, right. show up, you know, and, right. and I, we've gotten a little bit lax about some things and, you know, the youngsters need to know you got to show up when people are in trouble. Right. Right. And, you know, for me, you know, I have very few things that like people ask me about Happy Publishing. And and just as a caveat to everybody who's listening, if you're not aware, Happy, my company does own Happy Publishing. And what I was interested in is, you know, never, never facilitating like hate, never being a venue for Nazi type of mentality. And so for me, this book just holds up something into light of doing doing what's right, you know, doing the right things right and just really stopping things that are wrong and not being passive about it. So uh, Molly Brandenburg wrote the greatest book, you guys. I mean, she edited it. Her dad wrote it. Letters from Bud. Go get a copy right now. Just go get a copy. Give it to your kids. Let the word be out that you can stop a monster and, and you need to get back into action. Right. And uh, Molly, why don't you tell us um, how we can find you, find the book? I know you're available for events, and especially in Southern California. Yeah. You'll be traveling around the country. <laughs> well, yes, it, we're so excited. And my, my brother, Eric, has been very involved in uh, getting the book published and has been a consultant. And... Um, it's, the website is lettersfrombud.com. We're on Amazon, Letters from Bud. And um, I also have a Facebook page. It's all Letters from Bud. Didn't want to make it confusing. And um, I'm on Instagram at Molly B. Uh, Molly B. Cats, that's my Instagram. Um, we're going to be in Oregon the week of July 4th. Uh, hopefully doing a reading event up there and in, and in Southern California. So... Um, check the website lettersfrombud.com and I'll be updating the events on there. But we're, we're just feel very privileged to have known uh, him right. to present his life. All righty. Thanks for coming, story. Molly. <laughs> Thank you so much.